0: Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company.
2: Happy Sunday, Vikings Ventline. Sunday means one thing, Vikings vent line, Right here on Purple Daily and the Score North YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button, by the way, if you're uh, discovering us for the first time. This is Vikings vent line. My name is Declan Goff. I'm the executive producer here at Score North and. We do Vikings Vent Line every Sunday and after every single Vikings game um, right here on this channel during the season. It's Mackie, Judd, and myself. But during the off season, I like to bring on Vikings fans and talk about the Vikings. There's plenty of offseason topics to always talk about. The draft came and went. The offseason is mostly at least the big moves are wrapped up. But we obviously still have mini camp. We have training camp. And before we know it, the regular season will be a set to begin. Of course, the Vikings will be in London. We did get that news nugget earlier uh this week but the vikings schedule will also be released uh sometime here in the next uh fewer like what four or five days so that's coming up as well so plenty of stuff to get to so hit the subscribe button right here on this youtube channel for daily minnesota vikings entertainment i'm gonna have my guys curtis and brandon here join me here in just a little bit to talk some vikings uh some season outlook and maybe some draft recap as well of course thank you our sponsors surly brewing surly brewing uh makes the furious they make Drips and drops. They make plenty of great options. Uh, Go down to the beer hall, too. They got taproom exclusives there. It's one of my favorite places to be. Now that the weather is finally warmed up and nice, whether you're going out on the golf course or you just want to get out and enjoy a nice beer, go check out our friends at Sterling Brewing. And, of course, TCL TV. When it's time to wind down on Sundays, I like to turn on my TCL TV, get a little programming in. So thank you to them. Enjoy more of what you love. With TCL, uh, If you'd like to get in on a future episode of Vikings Vent Line, it's scrolling across the bottom of the screen for the YouTube audience. It's VikingsVentLine at gmail.com, VikingsVentLine at gmail.com. Gladly, uh, please shoot me an email. I'll, I'd love to have you on. I'd love to hear from you. Our Vikings fans are kind of all over the country, all over the world, actually. We're international. So um, if you'd like to come on a future episode, I do this every Sunday. Hit me up. It's VikingsVentLine at gmail.com. Dot com. All right, pleasantries aside, let's get our guys on here. Let's get Curtis on. Let's get Brandon on. Hello, boys. Thank you very much hey. for joining us on Vikings Vent Line. Good to see you. Brandon, Good thanks for ya. coming on. Curtis, you've been on before, and you have seen plenty of Vikings football in your time.
0: Yeah, I'm a fan since the uh, early 70s.
2: Okay, so yeah, you, you were on Write That Down with us before. I know this is the first time you're on uh, actual Vikings Vent Lines with us, so you remember, obviously, the Super Bowl runs, I, I take it too.
0: Yeah, I remember uh, three Super Bowl losses. <laughs> I can go on and on. I, it was like Vikings line on the last show.
2: That's right. It was. Brandon, how long have you been a, a Vikings fan?
1: Honestly, since I can remember, uh, since I was pretty much born, uh, born in Minnesota, just I kind of kind of didn't have a choice with it. I remember back in the Rich Gannon days. But Curtis, respect to you, my man. You've endured a lot more pain than I have. Uh, but at the same time, you know, remember Mike Tice uh, and all the Jack... El Rio and all those boys uh, when they used to play for us uh, back in the early '90s, but uh, still got to give my man uh, some credit, John Randall. John oh, yeah. Randall, gotta lo- gotta love him, man. Uh, but a lot of a lot of years of of pain and suffering. But uh, I- I'm excited for the change here.
0: Yeah, I'm from uh, I'm from Eastern Pennsylvania. Okay. And uh, actually, I have uh, Viking blood. My grandfather was from Sweden, so I'm a quarter Swedish. <laughs> So I guess you consider me a, a real Vikings
2: fan. I like that. I'm very Irish, obviously, with my name being Declan. I have, I have the Irish blood in my, in, in my veins. But, uh, but I, I've, I've been a Vikings fan for the last, I'm 29 years old. So the earliest season I remember, as I've told fans before, is about the 2000 season, which was obviously 41 Donuts. So that was my um, welcoming into being a Vikings fan. And I know, Curtis and Brandon yourself, you have experienced even far worse than that. And we've all experienced everything else, uh, few and far between. So it's been, uh, it, it's, been, it's been grueling to be a Vikings fan. But, Brandon, you said you're excited for the change. So am I. Um, in, out, out Mike Zimmer, in Kevin O'Connell. And I guess I'll just segue uh, kind of right off the bat here. I sent over a prep note for you guys just wondering if you guys think this, this team is now a playoff team. So the draft is over, right? The free agent additions um, are, have, have mostly come and went. Maybe there's a one that sneaks in here up on us uh, as training camp gets closer. But mostly, the roster's intact. Brandon, I'll start with you. As, as it's currently intact, do you, do you think the Vikings are a playoff team going into 2022?
1: Uh, to be honest with the Declan, I, I, I really don't like this question uh, because it kind of it kind of goes back to what we've endured uh, for years as Vikings fans. Is the question shouldn't be should we make the playoffs? Uh, they need to take a page out of Billy G's book and say it's about winning. Uh, uh, no, not to be facetious, Curtis, but uh, you deserve a championship, my man. Hats off to you. You you need that chip, and so it's about. The question should be, are the Minnesota Vikings a Super Bowl team right now? And uh, do I think they're a playoff team? I'll just answer the question. Yeah. But when it comes to hanging those banners and getting those Lombardies, I still think there's holes to fill. Uh, when I look at the NFC, you got Tampa Bay, you got Green Bay, you got L.A., uh, you got San Fran. They're probably going to be in there. But then you look at the NFC East or the NFC Least, whatever you want to call them. Um, those are the games I see on our schedule that we really need to, to kind of, I guess, kind of that make or break our season. We have, we have uh, Dallas at home. Uh, we got to win that one. Philly's doing some great things in the draft of building their team. I think Philly, when we play them away, that's going to be a pivotal game. And I believe we have uh, Washington away as well. And, and uh, Washington, they drafted that kid Mathis in the second round. Their defensive line is scary good. So I don't think that's going to be a cakewalk either. So uh, when we face the NFC East, I think I think that's going to be pivotal. And obviously we face um, Arizona as well. But I think they're going to take a step back. If I see an odd team out, it's Arizona. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, I think his clock is ticking as far as uh, being out the door. They do have the human joystick in Kyler Murray, but um, I, th- I think we can overtake him. I, I see us at ten and seven, Dallas with Mike McCarthy. I can't. I I'm not going to push my chips all in for him. He's probably around that nine and eight, nine and eight range. Philly's probably ten and seven as well. But I do, I do see us getting in the playoffs, barring injuries. Everybody deals with those. But do we have a deep enough team to replace our injured people that will eventually happen? Um, uh, but, but there again, I'm going to come back to it. I want a Super Bowl. I don't want, I don't want to just make the playoffs.
2: I hear you, Curtis. What do you think, man? I, I know the Vikings should be a playoff team, but do you also think that they can contend for a Super Bowl?
0: Well, according to my two right that downs, they should from the um I predicted that they uh win at least two playoff games and then the other one was uh, being in the super Bowl so i've seen a lot of bad, but i've seen a lot of good and i'm 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 really looking forward to this year you know new coaching staff you know I, I think Zimmer was good for his first four years, but then after that it fell apart but i'm tired i want I want ninety eight I want to score points. You know, I don't want to win close games. I don't, You know, if we're up by 20, let's go up by 40, you know. Um, so I think it's a weak NFC, so we have a chance to take that. And the schedule might be okay for us. I think it's a little weak, but you never know. So um, with an offensive coach, I think, you know, if we're top five, we'll, we'll have a chance to get there.
2: Curtis, when you when you watched uh, Mike Zimmer, too, obviously he was a defensive first coach, but now with Kevin O'Connell being an offensive coach, do, do, do you see pieces of this team kind of looking like it was in 98 when it was such an offensive juggernaut?
0: Well, I was hoping they would draft a receiver in the first round and then we would have, <laughs> it would be like the 98 team. But um, yeah, with the offensive coach, I think we have a chance. We lost so many close games last year um, with... Um, all different offensive coordinators over the last ten years. I mean, it's it's. I'm glad we have this guy, and then hopefully he hopefully he runs eleven personnel. That's what he said he's yeah. going to do, but we have to wait and see.
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. I I, I think uh, what Kevin O'Connell should be able to bring should be pretty dang good, and um, I'm optimistic. I want to give him a, a longer leash. And look, Mike Zimmer was here for eight years and established the defense and running the football in that that old school hard nosed ways, but. This league is trending to be an offensive first league. And and now you have a head coach that is embracing that. Yes, I would have loved to see a wide receiver as well. It actually kind of goes great into my next question here. I'm kind of curious your guys' thoughts on the draft because obviously the Vikings had to boast their defense. They made a lot of defensive picks on days one and two, but they're kind of running it back with that offense. They don't really think nothing really needs to be added outside maybe a plug-and-play guard here and there. Uh, Bran, I'll I'll start with you. What what were your thoughts on the draft now that it's been about a week or so since it concluded?
1: To be honest with you, I'm I'm still excited. Uh, it, I, I'm i not going to sit here and say I'm going to give them an A or an F. Uh, that's TBD in my opinion. Um, but I, I'm excited to see kind of Kwesi's uh, plan. I will say I'm not a huge fan of the day one trade. That one's still a little bit confusing to swallow. I actually thought we got better value day two with the Packers, so that one was just uh, weird to me. I'm not going to sit up here and say like Ty Chandler's the next Barry Sanders or anything. Um, but it, to me, it was evident that GM's kind of looked at this draft as uh, like players, players weren't valued as high, maybe in, as in other drafts, they weren't giving up as much They weren't selling the farm to go up and really get um, some big name players. Uh, it seemed a little more flat. Uh, but at the same time, I give Kwesi credit for trying to manipulate certain things later, later in rounds, it will be. Curious to see. I, I'm excited to see what Quaysey does with all of his own guys. I know uh, Spielman's guys are still in there as far as scouts go. So when he brings it in uh, um, for for all of his 2023, I'm curious to see how his plan lays out. But as far as as far as the players we got, man, let's go. Let's get them on the field and let's we'll see if they're worth a darn. Uh, obviously, last year's draft is uh, you know they're MIA a little bit, but uh, I'm excited for this year to see them use these skill players and or, or just players in general uh, under this regime.
2: Brandon, do you also think that with with you know Spielman making like 15, whatever it was, a, a bunch of picks over the last two drafts, I forget the exact number, but do you think that those guys will still be given a fair shot under Kevin O'Connor or do you kind of feel like Kwasi and Kevin O'Connor are kind of now just building things up from scratch and they're just kind of trying to erase what was built from Spielman in the last few drafts?
1: No, I, I still think they can take um, – take players and the, the whole job as a coach is to fit them within their system. Now, I, I hope they can identify if these players fit or if they don't. I don't think they're just going to wash them out. I still think there's talent there. Um, but at the same point, uh, I don't think, I hope they aren't ones to be like, well, these are our guys. These aren't our, our guys. I hope their mission is to find the best players available on their team to make the, make this team a Super Bowl contender. Um, and and I guess I'm I'm going to trust that process of that that it's it's their job they're paid to be right so make sure they get these right.
2: Curtis, what do you think? What were your thoughts on the draft after you saw and watched under the first one with Quasi Adolfa Mensa?
0: Well, first of all, we drafted Treadwell and Troy Williamson. Okay, so you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But um, I was hoping for Williams in the first round. I did not like the trade down at all. But when the dust settles. I get it. I think we have two first the first two pixels be starters. That Ingram guy, he's big. And we haven't had big offensive linemen. It's always the small linemen that are athletic. I don't care about small athletic guys. Give me the big guys to the pass protect. So hopefully we go in that direction.
2: Curtis, do you also think that um that this offense basically just needs a little bit more beef with that offensive line. Do you think like that's the last kind of piece to get that offense to kind of getting it back to being that 98 and being an offense that's top five in the NFL?
0: I think so. And the play calling. I mean, we'll have, if they do what the Rams did move the guys around in a line of scrimmage, and then you're going to see what the defense is looking like. I, I think we could do very well. I think top five.
2: Yeah, I I think I think so, too. I think it should be a top five unit, just given the fact that you're going to have someone that's leaning into Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson's getting better. And I know Adam Thielen's up there in age, but still one of the better red zone targets. And look, Dalvin Cook, although might not be getting the ball as much or it won't be as uh, traditional like it was with Mike Zimmer. You have a great running back as well. Yeah, I think they're one offensive lineman away um, from from potentially being that top five offense they haven't really been able to break over the last few seasons. Uh, I am curious, you guys, just kind of expectations for, for the for the Vikings this year. Obviously, you know, we talked playoffs and Super Bowl, but is there anything you'd like to see? And, Brandon I'll start with you. Um, is there anything you'd like to see from the Vikings, whether it's from an individual side or from a team side? What are your expectations for the Vikings in 2022?
1: My expectations is that the players point the finger at themselves this year. to stop pointing the finger anywhere else. They got a job to do. They're paid money, good money, to do a job, to do it. I expect the Wilfs to not be satisfied with – uh, just making the playoffs. Uh, this, this city deserves, the state deserves um, Lombardi. So let's go get it. Um, and with Quacey, like I said before, you guys are paid to be right. Um, I, I expect no more nepotism in this, in this uh, organization. Um, and to bring championships as much as they can and be willing to make tough decisions uh, to get those championships. Um, I, I kind of, I kind of, Hope they, they recall and Curtis, I'm sure you recall a lot of people talk about the Gary Anderson miss. They talk about the Blair Walsh, the Brett Favre pick. Well, there's a lot more than that. You know, you, you look back to 2000, I think it was like November 6th, we were in overtime with Green Bay. Antonio Freeman catches one off his backside and runs it in and closes out the game in OT. Those are heartbreaks that the Vikings have lived with and, uh, it's over. It's done. We, we need to, we need to stop having the mindset like, oh, we can make one round of the playoffs, and we're happy. No, we'll start put start pointing the finger at the players and at ourselves and at the GMs. Everybody, and let's let's bring the Lombardis to town. Chris, you- I think it all
0: start. I think it all started in the first Vikings Super Bowl when they had a Vikings balloonist fly into the stadium and there was too much wind and it crashed into the stands. I think that's what it all started.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, that's right. I, I just, I actually, I'm sorry, as I said, off the offset, I'm 29. I just learned about that. I think a year or two ago um, about, about the, the hot air, the balloonist that came in. Yes. Unfortunate kind of foreshadowing as to what was to uh, come for this franchise. What do, What are your so, expectations uh, for the Vikings this year, Curtis?
0: So going to a three 40, they ran a three, four in 1985. so, I think by, I always like a four-three, the four defensive linemen to control the game. But now I understand a three-four. You can have guys blitzing from all over the place, so there'll be very unpredictable on defense, which the offenses will see and they'll. I think they'll do well on on the other side on the offense too, by moving the players around on offense. Um, there'll be very unpredictable plays, and I they should go thirteen and four.
2: I like it. 13-4. I think, uh, you know, I, obviously I think they'll have to stay healthy and things will have to go their way a little bit more um, to make sure that they can get that 13-win threshold. But why not? Right? Why not? Why why? How come the Vikings can't be like the Packers where we're routinely winning 13 games um, year in and year out with a different coaching staff or the old coaching staff and a great quarterback? Hopefully the Vikings um, can obviously do the same. Guys, before I let you go, um, any last thoughts on either uh, this Vikings season or anyone you like to shout out, Brandon, I'll start with you. Any uh, last closing remarks before we wrap here on Vikings Ventline? Oh, you're, uh, you're muted, Brandon.
1: This might get me in trouble if I say this, but uh, <laughs> uh, one, one hot take I do have is I know Judd and you guys have talked a lot about 2023. Everything's in 2023. Uh, my, my thing is looking at Kwasi and him being a numbers guy. Um, what I'm going to just, um, just ask you guys a question. What's more valuable, a franchise QB or franchise wide receiver?
2: Uh, Franchise QB.
1: Thank you. So, in my opinion, Quasi can look at this team and say, okay, I got Justin Jefferson. Sound the alarm, Declan. Sound it right there. Reckless (laughs) speculation. Here we go. But uh, you could trade Justin Jefferson next year. Avoid the huge cap hit. I know Judd's not going to like this, and I might get crucified for it. But you can trade him to, you got Pittsburgh, you got Miami, you got Baltimore, Tennessee. Trade hit Justin Jefferson and a fifth rounder to one of those teams. You get their first, uh, a third, and probably a seventh just to make Rick Spielman happy because I know somewhere in the universe he'll smile for that seventh round pick. But now you have two first rounders in 2023, and you can trade up, go get your quarterback. And you could even still have an extra pick if you trade one pick of 2023 and one pick of 2024. Get your quarterback, get your wide receiver. Uh, you got that kid, Jordan Addison, out of pit. Man, he's good. Um, You got, uh, Isaiah Foskey. I think he's an edge rusher out of Notre Dame. But yeah, call Randy and Cottage Grove. He'll tell you about those boys. They're good. (laughs) Um, but I, but I think the hot take for there is, is trading Justin Jefferson. Um, wow. And getting that franchise QB. But I do want to shout out to my boys, uh, Sam, Ryan, and Rich. Uh, Sam's, uh, drinks proper Kool-Aid every, every year. He thinks we're going to go 17 and 0. Ryan, he's the guy who just uh everything's bad about the Vikings. They're always gonna lose and Rich he just don't care. And the guys from Sportsman's Cafe up in Deer River, Minnesota, yeah, quick shout out, shameless plug. I love it. But uh yeah, they every Friday morning we're talking we're talking football and uh the guy Dale, he, he loved Christian Ponder, so he loves Kirk Cousins. So his evaluation on QBs, that's a, that's about how good he is. The only thing we got good out of Christian Ponder was Samantha Ponder in in the uh <laughs> In the TV world, but uh, no, uh, I'm I'm ready for it. Let's let's w- wave the flags, sing the banners, and let's have
2: some fun. I love it, man. Yeah, I mean, trading Justin Jefferson—that's a—that's that, a tough sell, but it might get you the franchise guy. Gotta consider it. I'm 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 a little against the idea, but I I respect the hot take. I love it, Curtis. What about you, man? What's uh, one last thing you'd like to get off your chest here?
0: We haven't had a quarterback since Tarkenton, so I mean, Culpepper was good, but he was a big turnover machine, small hands, and if he didn't have Moss. He wouldn't have put those numbers up. Tommy Kramer was good. But I'll, finally, can we get a quarterback? And I think it's next year. Um, there's a kid. Um, the last name is Hall um, from Brigham Young, I think. Um, I expect – I would love to get him. But there literally could be seven quarterbacks going in the first round next year. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So I want to give a shout-out to my daughter because on my – last time I was on a show – I praised my wife, my son, and my nephews, but I left her out. But she's a Giants fan. But um, happy Mother's Day to my daughter, Toby, and my wife, Lisa.
2: Happy Mother's Day, indeed. Appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah, well, let's, let's see if the Vikings can actually get a, a franchise quarterback. And a, and most importantly, in the then and now, let's uh, see if this team can compete for a Super Bowl in 2022. Uh, Brandon Curtis. Thank you very much for coming on, guys. I really appreciate Thank it.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Ta- you too, guys. Take Thank care. you, guys.
2: Appreciate it. Hit the subscribe button right here for Daily Minnesota Vikings Entertainment. Purple Daily we will be back on Monday. Mackie and Judd, Jacqueline Goff here signing off. We just want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we die.